Hello, 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 and welcome back to another Fluently Forward podcast episode. Today's episode is special because we have our very first guest feature. So welcome, Bridget Bauer, to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, and I thought Bridget would be great to have on for this episode because we're going to be talking about blind items on the Sex and the City cast. So Sex and the City been an HBO show what got started in the 90s yeah Yeah. late 90s and Bridget you watched it in high school yes my my older sister was the one who introduced it to me initially yeah and my mom was like if it has sex in the title (laughs) it's not going to be playing in the family living room so (laughs) but that being said I started watching it I think I don't know Bridget you had seen it before and we became obsessed with the character Samantha Jones because she is yes. I think arguably the best character and in Shannon, the series. And I think you saw the movie first actually. Oh maybe I did because we loved Samantha Jones so Bridget and I would look up like compilations of Samantha Jones on YouTube which I feel like how people do that all the time like you won't watch a TV show but you watch enough YouTube compilations of the TV show that finally you're like oh fuck it I guess I'll just watch it yep and when I did start watching Sex in the City I was it had such a reputation of being this like slutty show about girls in the city and I watched it and I was like wait no this is a really good comedy like the writing it's witty it's quick it's tongue-in-cheek like how would there's you describe a lot of it? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. There's a lot of great one-liners. They're like, each God each knows, character has you some, and I quote it so often. <laughs> yeah, each character has some really funny moments, and even the side characters too. Yeah. I think. I mean, we're gonna have to reel ourselves in because Bridget and I could quote like a hundred, probably more. But there's this one gay character, Anthony, and <laughs> him and Charlotte are walking through um, Central Park. And they're observing, like, a blind guy walking in the park. And Charlotte's like, oh, my God. Like, imagine being blind on a beautiful fall day like today. Could you imagine anything worse? And he goes, stonewashed jeans and a matching jacket. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. The show is just so funny. Um, and, I mean, you know, everyone's interested. It's such a long-running show. People are like, what is it like for the characters off screen? And I think... There's such a reputation that you have when you watch a series. You're like, oh, my God, yeah, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. They must, like, all still get together for Christmas, and they must be friends. And people thought the same thing about the Sex and the City girls. So when there was this huge feud between um, Carrie and Samantha or Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall, everyone was, like, really shocked to find out that they weren't friends off camera. When did you first hear about the feud? So probably... Maybe three, four years ago. Oh, really? I feel like I've been hearing about it for longer. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was an open secret. Yeah. They had to work together for so long, and they clashed a little bit. But I don't remember hearing about it until way after the show was off the air. Yeah. the movies were done. Okay, so before we get into, you know, I pulled some line items about the actual feud that the ladies have, and then also what they're like on and off camera, and I also pulled some blind items about Mr. Big. Oh! I didn't think there would be anything on him, but there was like some interesting rumors okay. about him. and I want to say I haven't heard these blind items yet. Shannon's going to be Yeah, this them is how me. I think I'm going to do it for guests who come on. Like, I think I'm just going to pick their brain on their opinions of these mm-hmm. actors and actresses, and then kind of spill the tea on 
what's yes. going on. So everyone, I'm hearing this for the first time. Uh-huh. Okay, so Sarah Jessica Parker, let's talk about her. The main thing I think of is everyone was like, she looks like a horse, she looks like a horse. Which, did I tell you, I was at a party like two years ago and this gay guy was like talking to me and we were like friends, we were like buttoning up. I think we were talking about boofing or something. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> we were just talking about boofing. And he was like, you have such great skin. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Especially because I was like, you're lying. Like, I'm Irish. I definitely don't have good skin. <laughs> there's, there's many things I have, but good skin is not even on the top 10. Anyways, I was kind of thrown, but I was like, okay, thank you. And then five minutes later, he goes, you look like Sarah Jessica Parker. And I was like, okay, no thank you. Because... <laughs> no thank you. No thank you. Because here's the thing. I, before I watched Sex in the City, me and everyone else in the world was like, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse. And I remember telling that to my sister just because I had heard it online. And my sister was like, oh my God, no, I think she's beautiful. My sister was like, I thought that she was ugly, but then I watched Sex in the City and I really found her beautiful. By the way, guys, I am sorry about the horns. We have had such a fucking morning today. My refrigerator makes a noise every five minutes. And we went in there and realized it just wasn't working. The only pro was that I was able to spread butter nice and easily, but we do have to throw out all of the items in the fridge. Just New York City living. They didn't talk about that in Sex in the City. <laughs> they were too busy getting fucked by people who owned hotels, and I'm out here like, my refrigerator's broken. This is my Manhattan. Anyway. Carrie did have the laptop issues, though. She, yeah, she did have some issues. Um, anyway, so at first I was like, Sarah Jessica Parker, not that attractive. And then I watched the show and I was like, Carrie Bradshaw's a model. Do you find her attractive? I wouldn't say model, but... Well, she's skinny like that's a model. True. And she has that's huge true. cans. <laughs> no, her body is Proportionate. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. I think she did a really good job of... With her style and dressing mm. her body and all of that, which really helped. What about her hair? Because throughout lo- the seasons, she has the long, curly hair. Mm-hmm. She has the short hair. She has the straight hair. She goes dark to brown. I I love curly hair in general, so I liked it on her. That was no exception. And I think I liked her blonde, too. Yeah, long, blonde, yeah. curly. It just, like, mm-hmm. I liked it. Very Carrie. It was. Okay, now do you know anything about Sarah Jessica Parker, the actress? Honestly, not much. No, not okay. really. Uh, do you know who she's married to? Yes, she's married to that guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. I don't know his name, I think though. his name's Matthew Broderick. Okay. Yeah, Matthew that Broderick. That sounds right. Which, isn't it funny that, like, everyone knows him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Has he done a single <laughs> fucking thing since then? <laughs> it was just such a big movie that I it guess overshadows so. everything else, I'd say. Okay, so let's get into some blind items. The first blind item I want to get into is that allegedly, by the way, everything from here on out uh, is for entertainment purposes only, you know, in case anyone's looking to sue me. (laughs) We're just, (laughs) this is just some entertainment discourse. That being said, let's get into it. So apparently Sarah Jessica Parker um, was like, she started off as a child actress on Broadway or something anyway. And then obviously she became most well known for her role in Sex and the City. But allegedly JFK Jr. dated her for a little bit. 
And after they broke up, he told everyone that the reason he broke up with her is that she is completely silent during sex. No (laughs) moans, no words, completely silent, and doesn't want to hear anything from her partner either. He said it was the creepiest thing ever, and he just didn't want to be a part of it any longer, so he broke up with her. Whoa. Isn't that funny? Because in the show, she never shuts the fuck up. Exactly. Wow. Well, I mean, I I also feel like there must be a lot of like if you are famous for sex in the city or like if you're on the Caller Daddy podcast, every time I would have sex with someone, I would be like, you have to sign an NDA because like I have so much to live. Right. And the pressure to perform. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That being said, I mean, complete silence. It's also funny because she was an executive producer of Sex in the City. And one, do you remember one of the storylines when she starts dating Berger is that they have sex. And he's And he's completely silent. And she goes on this rant about how like there needs to be a little something in there. Sounds like. And I remember one of the best lines too was that uh, Carrie was like, the sex was completely silent and they're like over brunch. How silent? And she's like, the bus came by, it stopped, I could hear people getting on. I could hear people getting off. And Samantha goes, at least someone was getting off. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Samantha. Okay. There's another blind item. And a lot of blind items have been coming up recently about like, which celebrities do we think are getting vaccinated and which ones aren't. And allegedly she's not getting vaccinated. Okay. So any, any thoughts about that with SJP? Um, it's funny because I thought that she was very liberal. I just assume most celebrities are very liberal. I think most are performative liberal. You know right? what? Yeah, that's that's so good. her not getting it. I mean, I guess just one of those things. Yeah, I don't have an opinion one way or another about people getting the vaccine or not getting it personally. Same. So it doesn't really yeah. rub me any sort of way. Okay, so there were a lot of different blind items about her basically just being like a diva, especially about her looks. So there was one saying that she made the suggestion this week after several weeks of filming that they would have to start rebooting an entire thing she was working on because she didn't like her hair color. There was also another blind about how she's been wearing a bunch of wigs because her natural hair is just like a disaster. Oh. And on how reshooting, because, you know, they're doing the reboot of the new Sex in the City. Um, apparently she was, she wanted three different trailers and she had to be talked down to only have two trailers. Most stars, like, what the fuck do you need two trailers for? Right. So you she's know? a bit difficult. Yeah. And I mean, she was also executive producer of Sex in the City. And she was also, you know, it was about the four girls, but you could tell very clearly that she was the lead. Mm-hmm. And I think... I just think that that's very conscious how it was done. Yes. I think she likes the spotlight. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. And her character, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It matches up nicely. It's funny because I think with some actors and actresses, who they are is completely different from their character. But then there's other people who really fit it. Yes. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me look up. um, Who is the guy in Silence of the Lands? Anthony Hawkins. Is he an actual sociopath? No, 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 but he dated, and I think it was Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Him, Anthony Hawkins, and Martha Stewart were dating, and then she watched Silence of the Lambs, and she had to break up with him because she was like, I'm so sorry. I just, like, every time I see you now, I just, like, see you from Silence of the Lambs. I mean, honestly, I get it. (laughs) Also, like, Martha Stewart is, like, the more I learn about her, I'm like, I really like Martha Stewart. Also... When I was a kid, I was like, Martha Stewart went to jail. It must be because she murdered someone. And then I found out it was for insider trading. And I'm like, big deal. So what? 
also, I mean, everyone, like, everyone does that. Trades. They just don't all get caught. I'm trying to. I just don't know anyone <laughs> on the inside, but I wouldn't not try to. Okay. We also have a lot of blind items about her and Matthew Broderick. What are your thoughts on Matthew Broderick? Um, I don't know anything about him, but yeah, I'm you just don't, gonna... you don't need to know anything. To okay, have an I'm just gonna. Go, I know. But thank you. That's <laughs> so true. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and guess that he's cheated on her. <laughs> it's like you're a fucking psychic. Wow. Or something. Imagine that. Okay, so apparently she. Um, there was a time where she got an award at the Emmys and she didn't thank her husband because he was fucking his female co-star on Broadway. Um, apparently they're married, but he's only at home on the weekends to see the kids. And anytime he comes home, she just happens to be out of the house. Oh. And also, apparently, he went to a show uh, and he went to like go see a show on Broadway and he was seated next to another man and they held hands during <gasps> the show. Interesting. I just think most people in Hollywood are pansexual. You know? Yes. I would be if I was there. Yes. I mean, I might be. I just think if someone it would increase their options, and I'm into them, I'd be like, why not? Right. And we're all celebrities. Right. We're all star fuckers. Once again, guys, I'm really sorry about the noise that my refrigerator is making. I know it doesn't make for a good podcast, but if it makes you feel better, you only have to listen to it for an hour, and I have to hear it all day. So. <laughs> We also have another blind item saying, this is from the Golden Globe, saying, the winner of worst Botox slash filler of the night goes to this permanent A-list, mostly TV actress who seemingly loves a certain pay cable channel. Her movies have been hit and miss, but she has had great luck with TV. People had jaw-dropping moments when they saw what she has done in the past couple of weeks. She does have a very long face. Mm-hmm. I also have a very long face, though, so I feel like... You do? Yeah. It's oblong. <laughs> it has the word long in it. Oblong, you know, like in those magazines. Like an like, oval, a stretched be, out oval? Yes, a stretch, okay. s- stretched out oval. <laughs> <laughs> My face is stretched out and used up. What a great description. <laughs> <laughs> so yours is oblong? Is, what, is mine oblong? No, yours is like uh, oval or maybe even diamond. Okay. Yeah. That's not as fun. <laughs> Yours could be rock hard diamond if you want okay. to make it more fun. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, there we, go. <clears throat> um, we also have another blind item about the work she got done, saying that she insists she never has any work done, but last week she got two more procedures, which makes her total somewhere near two dozen. Okay. Which at first I was like, that's a lot, but then I was like, I've gotten, let's see... Throughout my life, I got a nose job, I got Botox in my crow's feet, I got Botox in my forehead, I had under eye filler at one point, I once did cheek filler just to see how it would look, and I did a Botox lip flip. I mean, that's six things, and I'm not a celebrity. Yeah, and she's been around for a while, too, so I feel like Botox is just a given. She doesn't look fucked up. No, she doesn't. Like, she she just looks like she aged into her face. Right. Versus some people who get work done, and they look, like, plumped up and fucked up. Yeah, which plenty of people do. Just open up Instagram. You know what? I'll be honest. All four of the girls really kind of look the same. I mean, they look a little bit older, but none of them went so drastic off the plastic surgery deep end that you would be like, oh, shit, out of the work. No, they're all aging gracefully, I would say, and appropriately. Okay, now this is a blind item about a um, plot line that was going to be in the Sex and the City reboot, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) 
apparently they were gonna have a plot line for Sex and the City 3 that Miranda's son Brady would be caught masturbating <laughs> early on in the film and that he was gonna send Samantha dick pics. I that makes me really uncomfortable. Isn't that so apparently like people ended up X Men? Thank idea. God. But Sarah Jessica Parker is an executive producer and she wrote that into the script and everyone was like, no. Ew. <laughs> Thank God people gave that the kibosh. Like we all know that kids masturbate. You don't need it to be in a Yeah, we don't need to give it extra thought. And also, apparently, the amount of money Sarah Jessica Parker is being paid to be in this reboot is ten times the amount being offered to the Charlotte and Miranda. Of the wow, show. that's shitty because without them, it's nothing. Exactly. Ex- exactly. And you know what? I'm gonna move us straight into talking about the beef because a lot of money issues come into that. Okay, so. Bridget, why don't you tell everyone what's your understanding of the beef between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall? Okay, so Sarah Jessica Parker has been wanting to do a reboot. Probably because probably she's getting paid 10 exactly. times more everyone else. She's like, yeah, it would be nice to make $60 million or whatever. Exactly, and I think Kim Cattrall is like, you know, the show ran its course. I did my part. I was in it for six seasons, two movies. I just want to put it to rest, so I don't want any part of this any longer. Yeah. So that's where they were clashing, is my understanding. Yeah. And also, what I had seen, and this is just from interviews that they had both given themselves, Kim Cattrall had said that there was a little bit of, like, mean girl energy on the set. And somebody asked her what she meant by that, and she just said, she's very classy, too. I don't know if it's because she has remnants of a British accent, so Mm -hmm. it just, like, adds to the classy level. But she just went, I think Sarah Jessica could have been nicer. I think she could have been nicer. Yes, I do remember hearing that line. Yeah. Okay, now, that was all that we knew, but apparently, there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. So, like I said before, Sarah Jessica Parker was an executive producer of the show, which meant that she had a lot of say of storylines and scenes and kind of moving the script forward. So, apparently, she would make jokes on set about Kim Cattrall's age, because she is older than all the actresses, and in the show... All four of the girls could have been the same age, but they did make Samantha older, and they did reference it quite a bunch. Mm -hmm. And allegedly, that was Sarah Jessica Parker's decision to do that. And apparently, she also wrote in the chemo story for Kim Cattrall and the menopause storyline. And looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it is funny that of all four of the characters, the only one to go through cancer and not look good is Samantha. The only one to go through menopause and not look good is Samantha. Like, none of the other girls really had... I mean, Miranda had a bit of a hideous haircut, but (laughs) none of the other girls really had storylines where anything was... Drastic. Like, Miranda was pregnant, but that didn't mean that she had to lose her hair or be all sweaty or something. Right, that was pretty standard, but... Mm. Yeah, sounds like Sarah Jessica was projecting a little bit. So apparently there definitely was beef about them because Sarah Jessica Parker... For the Emmys, you can basically pay your way, if you know the right people, into getting nominations and then basically getting awards. And apparently Sarah Jessica Parker gave money to the powers to be for her, for Cynthia Nixon, who plays Miranda, and for Kristen Davis, who plays um, Charlotte, to get nominated for like Outstanding Supporting Actress or whatever. And she didn't do it for Kim Cattrall, and she found out about that. And what a slap in the face, too, because pull anyone on the street who's a Sex and the City fan, I'd say more than 50% of them would say 
Samantha was their favorite character. Yes, which is why her not being in Sex and the City 3, everyone's so upset by it. If uh, if Charlotte wasn't in there, if Miranda wasn't in there, nobody would really care. We could live with that. Yeah. But this, quite frankly for me, Samantha not being in it makes me not want to watch it at all. Oh, really? I'm yeah. still going to watch it because I'm like, you know. I'll, I'll get the updates it. from you and if it's good, maybe I'll tune in. But on my own, yeah, I'm not that interested. So also something else going on is I think Sarah Jessica Parker has kind of been putting a narrative out there that Kim Cattrall doesn't want to do it because of money and things like that. And the joke of it is, that's not it at all. If anything, Sarah Jessica Parker is the one who insists on being paid more. Yes. And allegedly, the reason why Kim Cattrall didn't want to come back and do it was because she wanted the four girls to say, no, 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 let's come together and let's be like an ensemble cast where we all get paid the same amount. And I think um, the cast of Friends did that, where they all came together one season and they were like, you're going to pay all of us equally and it's going to be the same high rate because we are an ensemble cast. And then they all got paid the same amount to do all of the episodes. And Kim Cattrall wanted the four girls to do that, which I think would have been a good idea. And Sarah Jessica Parker was like, no. Which to me is just so selfish. Like, there's enough. I just think, like, there's enough here for everyone, you know? It's just it is, and like you have enough money. Like when once you're getting to the millions, it's just like who cares? Oh yeah, well she's set for life. I think at this point, it's more ego than anything else. Yeah, yeah, it's not even about the money, which is unfortunate. Okay, so let's move on to some blinds about our girl Samantha Jones, Kim Cattrall. Now it's funny because her Samantha Jones character is uh, how do you describe her? Samantha? Yeah. Seductive, uh-huh. confident. Horny. <laughs> Horny. Alpha. But allegedly, she has been celibate for the last 10 years. Uh, hey guys, this is Shannon with her Invisalign and <laughs> editing the podcast at night. I just wanted to say that's not true. I, I don't know why the number 10 slipped out. Uh, she's only been celibate for one year. Who's listening back to this? I'm like, 10 years? Good God. Anyway, back to the podcast. It says, uh, this B-list mostly movie actress who had her biggest fame in a defining TV role has been the opposite of that role, at least for a while. She told Mm. friends over the weekend that she is entering her second year of celibacy and that she is loving it. Wow. Well, good for her. Mm -hmm. Um, She is one of those characters, like you brought up Anthony Hopkins before. It's hard for me to separate the actress from the character because she did such a great job as Samantha. I truly don't think anyone else could have done Samantha as well as she did. Oh my God, no. So hearing the celibacy thing is a little more surprising, but... No, this was an interesting one. Some of these blind items, I'm like, this sounds a little bit too Hollywood to actually be real. Let me know what you think of this one. Um, blah 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 Kim Cattrall she's always thought very highly of herself but this is ridiculous and shows you what an idiot she is when she sees a homeless person on the street asking for money she stops and gives them her autograph and tells them to sell it on eBay I assume she thinks all homeless people have some type of wireless laptop they carry around with them and a way to collect the money I mean if that's true that is so ridiculous (laughs) oh man for anyone to think that they're important enough to do that are you kidding me yeah. Also, if a homeless, even if she actually was giving autographs, if a homeless person came up to me and was like, this is Samantha Jones' autograph, do you want to buy it? I'd be like, no, no. you're crazy. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about Kristen Davis, a.k.a. Charlotte. 
Now, would you say that you think she's, I think she's kind of called the prettiest of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like in a classic way. She's very classically gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And allegedly, she fucking hates her children. Oh. All the blind (laughs) items were about how she will ignore her children, just leave them with the nanny. She gets staged paparazzi photos of her playing with her kids in the park. Wait, real quick, let me Google, like, Kristen Davis children. Oh my god, dude, there's stage photos of her playing with the kid in the park. Oh, that is so cringy. And she has an adopted, um, adopted children, too, which I think is interesting because on the show... Charlotte Yeah, she adopted, she adopted her children on the show. And that's interesting, too, because, yeah, her character as Charlotte wanted nothing more than to be a mother yeah. and to have kids. Yeah. So for the actress to actually hate her kids, Samantha IRL's. was horny, but she's actually celibate. Right. And Charlotte wanted kids, but actually she doesn't. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, to okay. be honest. Here are more of the blinds about her and her kids. Um, I'm just going to sub in the riddles for the actual people's names. So Kristen Davis had one good role and has lived off of that role for years, was recently asked about her, her child. She couldn't remember her child's birthday, but after one wrong guess, she did get the year of birthright dude could you imagine (laughs) then this is another one blah 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 Kristen Davis she is the actress who wanted to give back the child she adopted she has not spent more than five minutes with the child in months oh no like what the fuck (gasps) that poor kid this former B-list mostly TV actress who turned her role into a movie role was telling men at an event the other night that she doesn't have any kids she does (laughs) could you imagine if that was your parents (laughs) like Oh my god, it's like absolutely unreal. Okay, and now we have a blind item that says allegedly in real life, Mr. Big was hooking up with Charlotte. It says that they frequently hooked up when they were on the show. What? I know, isn't that interesting? They were only in a couple scenes together. Interesting. Yeah. Also, because in the movie, Charlotte like yells and yes. Uh, smashes the flowers on his head. Wait, what happens? Carrie, he just stood up. Carrie, yeah, she he goes, she shouts no with the finger. Yes, no. Oh no, you're right. Carrie was. The... Oh, sorry guys. Hold on one second. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We just found out from our super. We will be moving the rotten food in our refrigerator downstairs to an apartment where a guy just moved out. So we'll be going up and down floors to get food out of our refrigerator. The true New York experience, everyone. It's not sex in the city. It's <laughs> a broken refrigerator in the city. Okay. So what do you think of Mr. Big and Charlotte hooking up? I I kind of love it because it probably made Carrie really jealous. <laughs> Sarah Jessica was probably like, why aren't you fucking me 10 times more? I should get everything 10 times. Exactly. Well, no, because it does make sense, too, because Charlotte is the classic beauty, right? Mm -hmm. He's a classic, handsome gentleman, too. Honestly, they do look good together. They do. Yeah, I would want to watch them. And they make sense, too. Like, their characters would also, in a way, make sense together. They would have, right? I was always curious. A bit. Okay, so blind items about Mr. Big himself. What do you think they're going to be? Oh, um... Maybe that he, again, just going on a limb here, maybe he's a bit of a womanizer. I know he was also in um, Law and Order, yeah. Criminal Intent. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, I don't know, maybe he had a thing with someone else on that cast. So, allegedly, he's been <laughs> cheating on his wife, like, before his wife was even born. Like, he is... Before? Just... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? 
just to say that he hasn't been faithful to her for a single day. Like, I think he was hooking up with another woman, met his wife, then hooked up with another woman, then dated his wife, then hooked up with another woman. Oh, no. How long have they been together for? Let's look it up. Um, Chris Noth wife. Okay, so he's been married to someone named Tara Wilson since 2012, so for nine years now. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and he's, he's been faithful for exactly zero of them. Exactly zero of them. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's always cheated on his wife, even before they got married. He is at it in a big way now with a 21-year-old who just graduated <gasps> from college. Oh, God. Um, he has a sexual kink, allegedly, that's worthy of a Samantha storyline. Having picked up an obliging woman in a hotel bar, he escorts her up to his room, where he'll ask her to cover his meat and two vegetables with an assortment of food and then get her to lick it off, and that's it. Nothing further. He just wants to have food licked off of his cash and prizes. <laughs> that description, first of all, his his meat and vegetables. His meat and vegetables. <laughs> I know the people who write blind items they really have fun with it. Can this. they get a raise, please? Um, wait, that's his king. Yeah, and that's I've it. Heard of and then it's over with food too, like splashing, where like you get down and dirty with food. Splashing. Oh, do you not splash? You're I, acting like someone who doesn't splash. Sorry, I don't splash. Do I've not never... kink shame. It's called sploshing. Okay, well. We also have another blind saying that <laughs> he cheats, he always cheats, and the other night he had two teenage strippers all over him, and this was in front of people who also know his wife. Did you pretty... say two teenage strippers? <laughs> two teenage strippers. Oh my god. <laughs> and they were serving him beef stroganoff and looking it out of his asshole. <laughs> Next to his meat and vegetables. Next to his meat and vegetables. <laughs> okay, so... Next to his tofu and his celery stick. <laughs> so a man in Hollywood cheating. That's so crazy. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Like, you've never heard of that happening before. <laughs> and apparently he hates Sarah Jessica Parker and he wants as little to do with her as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. A feud. Now, what do you know about Cynthia Nixon, a.k.a. Miranda Hobbs? Okay, so... She was straight at one point, but then didn't she become a lesbian? Right? I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. After the show, <laughs> it was un- <laughs> you're like Then some fairy dust hit her, and suddenly her chromosomes turned. <laughs> <laughs> so after the show, didn't she start openly dating men? For being- a while, yeah, she was dating men, and then I think she started dating women. But I could see where your confusion could lie. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Because allegedly she's been cheating on her longtime partner with a man. With a man and okay. she like doesn't consider it cheating because it's a man. Oh wow. Which I could just say if John right now were to go have sex with a guy, I would consider it cheating. Cheating. <laughs> Call you crazy, but Call me crazy. I think you have sex with just about If you're else. inserting something into someone else or having something inserted into or even you. Just, you know, rubbing two items yeah, against each other. I don't other. think the gender matters at that point. Yeah. I think yeah. it's cheating. <laughs> I can say it's cheating call me crazy so yeah so okay so you're not gonna be watching um sex in the city three no i'll (laughs) i'll get opinions from you and if it's if you say it's good if you give it a raving review then 
you know, I'll but watch if Samantha it. was in it, you would watch. Yes, definitely. So, okay, so she's definitely. the main deciding character yes. for you. Yes, she is. So you didn't dis- like the other three characters enough to watch it on your own because I thought you really liked the Miranda character. I do. I find Miranda endearing and honestly relatable to me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I don't think she carries the show in quite the same way as Samantha. I think she carries it more than Charlotte, but yeah. not as much as Samantha. Okay, well, let's right now, before we head on to the next segment, each of the four girls, there's like a classic trope of like, oh my god, are you a Carrie, a Miranda? I am so sorry about the fridge. I'm actually going to kill myself. It's funny because I've been here for, what, 24 hours, not even, and I've already tuned it out because it's just been constant. It is pretty constant. So... Okay, so most people are like, oh my god, Sex in the City, are you a Carrie, a Charlotte, a Miranda, or a Samantha? So let's say what we both think the other person is. Okay, interesting. So <clears throat> I, I'm i a little biased here because I already know who you identify with, so I'll just say Carrie for you. Yeah, sadly I'm a Carrie. <laughs> no, and I... And, and that gay guy at the party would agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you have nice skin. No, don't lie to me. <laughs> you do. Are you kidding, Bridget? I'm not. I have, I've had sun damage since I was nine. Well, you, <laughs> no, you stay ahead of the sun damage. Okay. You get your All right, so from, you think I'm a Carrie. Okay, so, I mean, Carrie's a writer. Carrie yeah. lives in New York City. Um, Carrie has her, like, little funny moments. Yeah, she's quippy. Yeah, know? she is. Yeah, and I do have curly hair. That's true. Though I straighten it every chance I get. I wish you'd leave it curly sometimes, oh, but that's just you. one girl's opinion. And I think I would I would describe you as the Miranda, mm-hmm. I think. Because mm-hmm. I think you are just a little bit fucking over it sometimes. <laughs> like, if a situation isn't serving you, you get out of it immediately. Um, but I would also say there's bits of Samantha in you. Oh, yeah? yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You definitely view men as like a... Not like, this man is my happily ever after. You're like, well, let's see what happens down this chapter. But, you know, I don't expect much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Where I think, did I tell you that one time I was tripping on acid and I watched Sex in the City at the end of my trip? And I just remember thinking, I am a Charlotte. Really? Which I had never thought before. Tell me more. But my mind was just like completely unlocked. And I was like... I think it was the scene where they were talking about the vibrator and Charlotte was like, yeah, but a vibrator can't like wake you up in the morning with coffee and croissants. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. I was like, I so want that. You know, I definitely want the Norman Rockwell, like I want to have kids and a dog in the backyard and a white picket fence, but actually I'd want it to be more of like an off-white, like a cream anyway. Right. (laughs) But she... Essentially, she appeals to the softer side that we all have within yeah. us. I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. it. Like, I desire the same things that Charlotte desires, but my personality isn't the same as hers. Yes. Yeah. It manifests very different. Who, Whose desires? Like, I think that your personality is Miranda, but you have the desires of a Samantha. This is an interesting way to think about it. Interesting, because, yeah, and I mean, Samantha ends up finding her match when she wasn't really looking for it, yeah. which I think is 
sweet in yeah. a way. Okay, and real quick, let's talk about who we think the worst person on Sex and the City was. Oh, okay. Burger, right? I was just going to say Burger. I yep. fucking hated Jack Burger. He was this guy who dated Carrie, and he was just like the most insecure man child you could pick. Like, I, I hated Burger. And <laughs> I really didn't like Skipper either. I know he was only in it for like two oh, yeah. episodes. Bridget hates like I- beta cuck men. <laughs> Like, anyone who doesn't remind her of Jason Momoa, she's like, I am disgusted. Meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, a little skinny tech engineer. That sounds pretty nice. (laughs) Skipper, oh, and Steve. I did not like Steve. But then the other day, John had some, like, Steve-like qualities about him. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And then I was like, oh, but Steve. I I don't hate Steve quite as much as you, actually. I think he has some endearing moments, and I think he really cares about Miranda. He does. So, okay, um, let's move on to some advice questions that have been coming in. Yay. Okay, so Bridget and I are going to answer some um, advice questions here from readers. If you have a question that you want to write in or just anything you're looking for advice on, go to fluentlyforward.com. Click on Ask Me for Advice, and you can write anything you want into the box there. So the first question that we have, someone says, I am entering my late 20s. I'm looking to be fulfilled and challenged in ways outside of my career. Has blogging and things like that uh, provided you with that feeling? Speaking about needing to be fulfilled and challenged outside of your career in your 20s, Bridget and I actually worked at the same job after we graduated and we lived in Florida. The job sucked. It was a startup that has not now gone under. So when I say that, like, the job sucked, <laughs> there's papers that support it. If it didn't suck, it would have still been around. The CEO was sleeping with and impregnating people at the company. <laughs> Could have been the reason why it didn't do well. He did make a move on both of us. He actually assaulted Bridget. Oh, my God. I know, and this was, like, our first job out of college. And I remember we had a breakdown one day because we had just, you know, you're told in high school you're smart, you get into a really prestigious college, you work your ass off in college, you graduate, and then we were being paid to sort boxes. I remember there was one day they just used us like interns and we were sorting boxes for an entire day when the CEO would come in to sexually harass us every now and then. And we just thought, this is what life is. This is what it is. And then you have no time to make friends. You have like no time for hobbies. Even with our commute, happy hour, by the time we got home, happy hour had ended. So, like, there was no way we could meet anyone. Suffice it to say, we didn't have a lot of friends. We had, like, no <laughs> friends, and we didn't even have a good job. We were not doing well those first two years in Florida, but we had each other. And we, I think, leaned into that more than ever, which is oh, beautiful looking we back on it. so fucking codependent on We each were, other. we was, were, because we, we lived together, like, too. Some days, and I'd be like, what's she doing in there? Well, yeah, we lived together, worked together. Carpool together. Socialized alone together. We got harassed together. Got- <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say his name. His name was Chad. Oh, there we go. It's me again, editing with my Invisalign. And Bridget told me to cut this part out, and she's smarter than I am. So we're just going to skip ahead a couple seconds. And have your wife and children come in while you're sleeping with people at the company? Look him up on LinkedIn and send him a message anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He used to call us good girls. It was so disgusting. I want to throw up. Anyway, moving on. I want to talk about this because um, I think that you and I both have things outside of work that we do. So obviously I have the blog, the podcast, the TikTok, 
the Instagram, the YouTube. I've really tried my hand at anything digitally. <laughs> and Bridget is more of a physical person. Yeah, so I my hobby, my main hobby is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is martial art. Um, so it's a little bit unique, but it's something I found about five years ago and has been very fulfilling for me outside of my job. Um, it's a physical and a mental challenge, so it always pushes me and it's helped me just grow and keep going. Um, and it's definitely something that I kind of stumbled upon randomly and ended up being one of the best Through things. Groupon. Yeah, I found it on Groupon. A local gym near me was having a good deal. Um, so I can definitely vouch for finding a passion outside of your job that really can give you purpose and actualize you. And I think a hobby mixed with, like, for you, jiu-jitsu isn't just I'm wrestling with someone on a mat. Like, all of your friends are jiu-jitsu. Yes, there's, communi- there's community to it, yes. And for um, me, too, it's not just, like, I'm making TikToks alone in my bedroom. It's, like, I have creator friends. I have events totally. that I go to. So I would say find a hobby. There was some quote. I'm sorry about the fridge. The fridge, the horns. What the fuck is going on today? Like, everything is so... I'm on edge. I would say there's this quote where it's like, find what you were obsessed with at age nine and go back to some version of that. So my advice would be do that, but then also put a social spin on it. So, like, if you really like reading books, make it a book club. Make it something where... Uh, you and other people in the city read a book and then you go watch the movie version of it or something like yeah. that. Or if you, I'm trying to think of like, what's a solo hobby? If you like knitting, join a knitting circle, something like that. Because basically your hobby and my hobby, it's great because you enjoy the hobby itself, but then you also have the social aspect of it. And like, we're all fucking lonely after college. It's so hard to make a good friend. It's so hard. Yes. So just take whatever hobby you like and then say, how do I, how do I find the social aspect of this and then do it? Or even just try something that maybe you don't think you would like, because that's how I stumbled upon Oh yeah, wait, let's try out some hobbies that we've tried and we didn't like. I found out that I do not like rock climbing. Fuck rock climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of biking, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I tried yoga, couldn't get into it. Mm. What else did I do? Um, I don't like swimming, like swimming laps. Swimming recreationally is fun, but swimming... Alright, hey guys, it's Shannon Solo for the rest of this. Sadly, the last like two questions that Bridget and I recorded, <laughs> it wasn't enough that the fridge uh, was going on and off and that horns were honking, but then somebody started just like hammering outside for probably a good half hour, so I figured I would spare you that and just kind of um, do the rest without the noise of construction. So it's been a couple days since this uh, episode was filmed with Bridget, and we have some new things in the advice box. One is a piece of tea from someone, so it's not advice, but they were saying, hi, not advice, but I sent you a DM on Insta, and I don't think you saw it, which, by the way, I I try to answer DMs on Instagram for like a half hour, 40 minutes every day, but I am sorry if I don't get to yours. That doesn't mean you shouldn't keep sending it. I will eventually get around to everyone's messages. Um, anyway, and this person... I'm just not going to say all of the personal details about them, but let's just say that this is basically confirmed, verified tea, but they know someone who knows someone who knows someone, and that person was bragging that he was Michael Jackson's publicist, and he convinced him to get married to help get rid of the pedo rumors. So if you guys remember episode... 
it was episode four that I did and it was about PR relationships in Hollywood. And that's one of the reasons, right? To distract from bad news. That would be a reason why you would get into a relationship or a marriage with someone else to kind of take the heat off of you. So let me know, slide into my DMs. Let me know what you think of um, the Michael Jackson situation. I watched the documentary and it really changed how I felt. And then somebody dropped like a two hour long podcast episode in rebuttal of the documentary. And I was like, I don't know if I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit hole because I was already down the Jeffrey Epstein rabbit hole and man there are nicer rabbit holes to be down where kids just like aren't getting molested. So I'm really interested in everything in that field like the Jeffrey Epstein case is my obsession but it's also hard cuz I feel like you spend too much time on it and then you really start to lose hope and faith with like everything in the world. Okay, um I'm getting dark. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, this was interesting. Somebody asked, they said, is having is someone having to be a fan of Taylor Swift a good prerequisite for dating? I just think it would be hard to like someone who doesn't like them. I think liking Taylor Swift says a lot about someone's character. I I think I thought this way in high school when I was like obsessed with Taylor Swift, and I think the same way you do, but in a different variation. I do definitely ask guys if they like Taylor Swift and if they hate her with a passion and no reason then I would say it sends my red flags up but also a lot of guys just aren't listening to Taylor Swift and I feel like I asked them that question because I mean let's be honest right we're trying to (laughs) we're kind of trying to ask like are you a misogynistic shitty guy um but I can't ask you that and you wouldn't answer me that truthfully so instead I'm going to use Taylor Swift as like a metaphor so I remember when I started dating my boyfriend John I asked him if he was a Taylor Swift fan he's also really into music he like played in a cover band in college and he was like oh you know I used to be but I don't know any of her newer songs so then I asked him well, you've told me which male artists you like, who are some female musicians that you like? Because I feel like that's kind of the same question, right? You're basically saying like, are you a guy who only listens to other guys? Or do you also think that, you know, female musicians can be talented? And he pulled up a bunch of like live concerts of like, I don't know, these like female rock stars playing. And honestly, it was like a 10 minute long guitar solo. And I was like, this is really long to watch, but <laughs> but good for you. <laughs> it was a good sign that he definitely thinks women are talented. Um, but that's so funny that you said that because I've also like kind of secretly uh, used the same question as like a ploy to see what someone's character is like. Okay, and the last one for today, somebody came in. They said they love the podcast. Thank you so much. They said they like me. Thank you. Thank you much, sweetie. And then she said she's also a Gemini. Let's go. Okay, anyway, she was asking questions about the Paris Hilton versus Lindsay Lohan drama. Oh, my God, I would love to talk about that. Actually, slide into my DMs. And this is for anyone. If you are like a connoisseur of a certain celebrity gossip topic or a drama that happened I am looking to do an episode on the Larry One Direction stuff slide in and we can like try to do it over zoom together because um I always think to myself whenever I listen to people talk on podcasts and they like get something wrong about Taylor Swift I'm like damn it if I was there I would have been able to correct the record and like this whole story could have gone differently so I'd hate to like go deep into a conspiracy theory and realize that I have it all wrong that did that happen with the Clinton episode it did it did when I mentioned Seth Rich apologies for that anyway um so I think a yeah I think like an early 2000s blind item podcast could be good so slide in with that 
And lastly, I just want to give a huge thank you to Bridget. Bridget's been my best friend since we were in middle school. And when I say, but I feel like, you know, we all have that best friend. We're like, they're actually kind of more of your soulmate. So thank you so much, Bridget, for doing this. And apologies for (laughs) interrupting you. You know, you don't really realize how you come across in a podcast until you listen to it back with your Invisalign in. And you realize that you got some facts wrong. Um, So hopefully Bridget can come back on the podcast another time. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next week. Uh